This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I go to Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. I hope everyone had a beautiful, meaningful, inspirational Yom Tov of Pesach. Now we return to the the regular laning, the regular Parshas Hashavua. And in this week's parasha, towards the end of the parasha, the Torah describes for us the animals that are allowed to be eaten and the animals that are not kosher to be eaten. And we all know one of the ways of defining an animal, if it's kosher, if it has split hooves and it chews its cud. And the Torah describes this idea of split hooves in three different ways. If you look in the Chumash, in Parakit Aleph, <coughs> the Pesukim that discusses it, the Torah says it three different times. It says, Parasa ein enu mafris. Three times it basically says the same thing, it, there's no split hooves. But what is the difference between the three from a, from a digduk, from a grammar standpoint? One time, enenu mafris is the present, loyafris is the future, and loyafrisa is the past. Says Rabbi Sual Salanter, so beautiful. Says Rabbi Sual Salanter, before you call someone Tame, before you want to disqualify this animal for being consumption, you have to look it up on every side. You look at the future, you look at the past, you look at the present, and then you say, okay, it's tummy. Said Rabbi Salanta, before you can assess a situation, a person, decide who and what someone is, you need to look at it from every angle. You can't just look at it right now, based on one act, all of a sudden now he becomes puzzled. One thing he did, he becomes deemed an evil person. No, you have to look before. Look where he's coming from. Look at the present. What's he dealing with? And look where he's going to be in the future. So often, so so many times, we judge a person by the right now. He does one thing wrong. He made one mistake. That's it. He becomes possible and arise forever and ever. Sereb Yisrael Salanta, the terrorist reminding us, before we call this animal Tame, we look at it on the past, the future, and the present. I'll show you through an amazing story I saw from Rabbi Friend. Tells over an amazing story about a, a couple who both survived the Holocaust. And pre-Holocaust, they were both very firm people. But as we all know, people suffered so much during the Holocaust. This fellow who survived the Holocaust was very turned off from religion. And he basically disconnected himself from religion while his wife, who too was a survivor, still felt more connected. And she used to beg her husband, please go to shul. Go to shul, go to shul, just be there, be part of the minion. And he would not, he had his reasons, he had his story. Again, we never judge these people, but he would not go to shul. He had no interest, no desire, he didn't want to be in shul. His wife begged him, please, please, for, for me, do it for me, Shalom Bayez, just go to shul. And ultimately he decided, fine, he'll go to shul, but he's going to sit in the back and read the newspaper. He's not davening, not partaking in the service, he's sitting in the back reading the newspaper. And that's what he did. He sat in the back of the shul and he read the newspaper. Now let's just stop for a second. Can you imagine what would happen if we saw a guy sitting in our shul reading a newspaper? We'd go over to him and we'd tell him, it's not chutzpah. This is not what a shul is about. This is not the purpose of a shul. We'd, write, we'd read him the riot act. But the people didn't say anything to him. They knew his background. They knew where he was coming from. They knew the pain that he was feeling. He wasn't yet ready to daven. But just coming to shul was a big step for him. And he would just come to shul and sit in the back and read the newspaper. And the people of the shul tried to involve him and make him feel like part of the group. And they'd invite him for tikkun when there was a tikkun in shul and include him. 
And you know what ended up happening? Not only did this, mem- this fellow become a much more observant Jew, much more active participant in the shul, he ultimately became the president of the shul. Can you imagine? You look at the scene, you stop, you say, oh, I see a guy in the shul reading the newspaper. Bad. No, look at the past. Look where this yet came from. Look what he saw. Look what he experienced. Look at the pain he's carrying. We, are, we have sometimes have to overlook what looks in front of our eyes to be so hard to comprehend and to see. We say, no, there must be a bigger story. And that's what Rabbi Suhas Alanda is pointing out in this expression. We need to always look the before and the after and the present. We have to take it all in before we can deem a situation a certain way. Share with you one more story. There was a visiting day in a camp, the many, one of the various camps in the Catskills. And as everyone knows, the rules of visiting there are the parents are not allowed to drive up to the bunkhouses. The parents have to park their car in the camp parking lot. And they walk to the kids' bunkhouses, but they don't drive up to the kids' bunkhouse. And there was another rule. No one is, none of the parents are allowed to drive anywhere near the head counselor's house. That's not a place for the parents to go. Yet during visiting day, they noticed a massive stretch limo. One of those beautiful, notice, very noticeable, noticeable by the eye, one of these long stretch limos pull up and go straight up to the bunkhouse. Then after it stops at the bunkhouse, it goes and then turns and goes to the head counselor's and pulls up right in front of that counselor's house, bungalow, and the car stays there for a couple of hours. One of the counselors that evening after visiting day was over, he told the head counselor, he says, I want you to know many of the kids commented to me he said, you know, we learned today a valuable lesson. We learned that rules are broken if you have a lot of money. Our parents can't drive their car up, but this guy who's got a lot of money, he's got a limo, he's got a lot of money. When you have a lot of money, you can break the rules. So the counselor was telling the head counselor, I just want you to know there was a, a bad chinuch message today. That counselor said, let me tell you what really happened. What really happened was we have two kids in this camp that have a father who is very, very sick. He will not survive the summer. He will probably die before the summer is over. And these two boys are here in camp and the father wanted desperately before he dies just to see his children's bunkhouse, just to see his children. And people gathered on their own, raised money to take a limo and to make it that he can be able to be there in a bed because again, he's very, very ill. He can't go in a regular car. They needed a special way of, of, uh, of moving him. And people gathered on their own collected money to be able to take a limo and make it feasible for this man to come. And he came just to see, he wanted to see his children's bunkhouse. And then he went and had counselor's house so he could spend time with his children before he dies before the end of the summer. Again, we look with our eyes, we see rich guy breaking the rules. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves, is there more that meets the eye? It's hard because our initial reaction is negative. We see a negative thing, we think negatively. We see something right away, we jump to a conclusion. The Torah is reminding us, says Rabbi Salanda in this week's parasha, don't call something or someone Tommy before you looked at it from all sides. I think this is very apropos as we begin to, for many people, start the morning of the students of Rabbi Akiva and we know that Gemara tells us, there was some form of a breakdown in the interpersonal relationships. I think we, we are so guilty, I'm speaking for myself, we're so guilty of looking at a situation and always assuming, oh, must be. Guy blocks your driver, it must be because he's, he doesn't care about anyone else. Takes your spot because he doesn't care. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know if this was an emergency, something was going on. We always assume the worst. 
The Torah is reminding us, <coughs> excuse me, in this week's prior show, don't assume the worst. Don't even assume negativity until you looked at it from every angle. Look at the past. Who knows what happened to this child, this person's past. What's in the future? And of course, what is in the past? And Mr. Hashem will take the lesson from this week's parasha. We'll look at everyone in every situation from all angles. And we'll see how people are not as bad as we think. People are not as evil as we make them out to be. They might be having a bad day. They might be dealing with what we call today baggage. They might be having their own emotional issues, but they're not bad. Mr. Hashem will take the lesson. We'll work on Avas as well. This is the time. That has become except that has become nikva established in Klai Yisrael to work on Min Adam during the time when the Akiva students died. We need to work on our interpersonal relationships in Mitzvah Hashem. We should learn from this week's parasha how to look at each other and how to be much more hesitant to puzzle someone than we have been in the past in Mitzvah Hashem. And that's Chos Hakadosh Baruch Hu will see how we really do get along. We really are unified. We really look at each other as brothers and sisters. And Mitzvah Hashem, He sees His children are in pain, his children are suffering, so many tragedies have been happening in Jewish history, it's so sad, it's really heart-wrenching, all the different tragedies that happened just in the last few weeks in Eretz Yisrael, other places, Hashem will see that we all together are feeling each other's pain, and that merit will be Zaycha, with the arrival of Mashiach, to be able to get together in a happy state, be able to experience the Yom Tov of Pesach, like we talked about, Bringing a carbon Pesach like we're supposed to, and to have Kabbalah Satari like we were supposed to, all together will be Zaycheh to the end of all the Tsaras in unity with the arrival of Mashiach of Amherbi Amenu. Have a wonderful Shabbos.